Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And brothers, I am really excited about these next pair of podcast episodes because they kind of go together. Now, the month of April in the Academy, we focused on time. And we focus on time as a mental construct. And with the Tribe Class 002 starting this Monday, I want to offer a deeper insight into time as a mental construct. And then next week, I'm going to go even deeper and give you guys a meditation practice that I use and that I teach my students to use for the purpose of intentional creation. Going into the month of May, the podcast episodes will be aimed at relationships, which I am also eager to teach all of you because I know relationships are sought after topic. They're such a sought after topic of development, and it's what we focus on constantly in an elevated alpha state. So let's dive right in. Let's dive right into the concept of time. And very quickly, I'm going to say this very quickly, very briefly, succinctly even before I begin, I want you to know that I'm going into this knowing that what I say may be a bit mystical and difficult to wrap your head around initially. And that is okay. Look, brothers, if you want to listen to this podcast more than once or take your self-remembrance journey deeper by enrolling in the academy, those options are available to you. But what is most important is that by listening to this episode and this podcast in general, all the episodes, is that you are able to be still, able to be still in yourself and the movement of the mind in order to experience glimpses of who you are often enough to remember the truth of life. Sometimes on this podcast, I offer you all practical exercises to experiment with that will expel the false self and expose the small thoughts of the beta condition. Other times, I simply show up to the podcast and teach the mystical and esoteric truth of the universe in a way that I know will resonate with you when you are ready to hear it, because he who has ears, let him hear. If you're not ready to hear it, that's okay. Eventually, you will be because you are on this journey, because you are seeking. In either case, I am only a messenger of the truth. I'm here to facilitate the experience of remembering. I'm here to aid your soul in remembering itself so that you release yourself from the prison of illusion and heal yourself from the disease of forgetting. This is the path of the alpha, the true self that has chosen a human experience to encounter and enjoy itself. This is a path of spiritual enlightenment that begins with mind management. It begins with cognitive mastery, with emotional ownership. Brothers, I've said it before. I'll probably say it many, many times. The alpha male is not defined by behavioral, personality, or physical traits. The alpha male is an awakened, true self. Now, let's talk about time. And when I begin talking about time, I'm going to begin with something I've said to you guys before. There is no time. There is no time. All things exist simultaneously. All events occur at once. All events are occurring right now. All things exist right now. This podcast is being recorded 
And as it's being recorded, it's already been recorded. It already exists. In fact, that's where I'm getting all of this information from, from the podcast that already exists in what we consider to be the future is really just the present. And I'm pulling from the future into the present to make it happen, to bring it to you. I'm just bringing it to you in form. Everything exists in the realm of vibration. Everything exists in the realm of sound. And from that realm, we bring it forth into the realm of form. This is what it means when it was written, even before you ask, I will have answered. Now, brothers, a true understanding of time allows you to live much more peacefully within your reality of relativity, where time is experienced as a movement. It's experienced as a flow rather than as this constant construct of linear progression. Brothers, it is you who are moving. You are the mover, not time. Time has no movement. There is only one moment. Time is a constant frame. It exists here. What's moving is you. And at some level, you deeply understand this already. At some level, I know you know this because this is all about you remembering this. This is not something you don't know. It's just something that we have forgotten in our human experience that has been directed externally. We've directed our experience so much externally that we have simply forgotten the truth. This is why even when something really magnificent or significant occurs in our lives, we often say that it is as if time stands still because it literally does stand still. Time is always standing still. And when we also stand still, when we experience that standstill of time, we experience one of those life-defining moments. Now, brothers, I'm not saying anything that is not have been proven. Like science is out there. You know, if you wanted to research this, if I wouldn't necessarily say Google it because Google is Google, right? Google is a confirmation bias machine. It's not going to give you any truth. It's only going to give you subjectivity. But our science has already proven this. It's proven this mathematically. Formulas have been written showing that if you get into a spaceship, hold on with me, just stay with me for a second here, brothers, because I want you to hear this. Continue with this thought experiment. If you get into a spaceship and fly far enough, fast enough, you could swing back around towards the earth and actually watch yourself taking off, actually watching yourself departing from the earth. And this demonstration, this mathematical demonstration that time is not a movement, but a field through which you move is the case of the spaceship Earth experiment. Now, we say, for example, that it takes 365 days to make a year. Well, what is a day, right? 365 days to make a year. It takes 365 days for the Earth to travel a distance, right, to move. But what is a day? We've decided that a day is the time it takes our Earth to make one complete revolution on its axis right? Our planet. How do we know it's made a spin? We can't feel the earth moving. We've just chosen a reference point that we experience as humans called the sun, right? Our star. And we say it takes a full day for the portion of the earth that we are on to face the sun, turn away from the sun, and then face it again. That's our reference point. Now we've chosen this to be the day. And then we've gone and we've divided this day into 24 hours. Again, this is all arbitrary. The same way we divide a year is arbitrary. Now we divide a day. We could just as easily say, you know, there's 10 hours or there's 42 hours or there's 86 hours. It doesn't really matter. 
But then we go and we do it again. We divide each hour into minutes. And we say that each hourly unit contains 60 smaller units called minutes and that each of those contains 60 tiny units called seconds. Now, of course, there's ways to measure this, but even the measurement is arbitrary. We found a radioactive isotope and we've measured the time it takes for that radioactive isotope to go through a half-life, to decay to a half-life. And then we say, well, that's the amount of time. That measures a second. And then we just take 60 of those and we build upward. But that's all arbitrary. We could have done it with any other radioactive isotope. And then our seconds would be different. One day, we noticed that the Earth is not really spinning. It's also flying. We saw that it was moving through space around the sun. So now we've got this other reference point. You know, we carefully calculated that it took 365 revolutions of the Earth for this planet, for our Earth itself, to revolve around the sun. And this number of Earth spins, this number of revolutions, we call it the year. Now, things get messy when we decided that we wanted to divide up the year again into units, smaller than a year, larger than a day. We created a week and a month. And we managed to get the same number of months in every year, but not the same number of days in every month. We couldn't find a way to divide an odd number of days, 365, into an even number of months. So what did we do? <laughs> so we just decided that some months contain more days than others. Oh, totally arbitrary. Again, brothers, completely arbitrary. Now, you may say, well, there's astrology, right? There's, we're looking at the movement, the constellations. We're looking at how the, the stars and everything. But again, that has to do with our own human perception. It has to do with how we perceive the external. You see, we feel that we had to stay with 12 as the yearly subdivider because it was the number of lunar cycles, right? That we observed that our moon through each year, right? That the 12 constellations. And in order to reconcile these three events, revolution around the sun, spins of the earth on its axis, and then moon cycles, we simply adjusted the number of days in each month. Even this device didn't solve all the problems because brothers, we keep building up of time which we don't know what to do with. So what we've decided to do every so often, one year we would have a whole extra day. You guys probably know this, we call it the leap year. You know, we joke about it, but you know, it's the leap year because in some year, one extra year, we get an extra day. We actually live by this construction. We live by a construction that mathematically that is verifiably erroneous because we have to add an entire 24 hours. We have to add an entire extra spin just to make the math work. Now, we've just as arbitrarily created decades and centuries to further measure the passage of time. But all along, what we've really been doing is merely devising a way to measure movement. We're measuring distance, brothers. We're measuring distance through space. Therefore, we see that it's not time that passes. It's not time but it's objects which pass through and move around in a static field, which we call space. Time is simply our way of counting movements. It is measuring distance through space. And scientists deeply understand this connection. And that's why they speak in terms of the time-space continuum. In fact, it was Albert Einstein and others who realized that time was a mental construction, a relational concept. Time was what it was relative to the space that existed between objects. I'm going to tell you something, brothers. If you read any of this, if you recognize, if you've done any relativity, if you've looked at any quantum physics, then you'll probably already know this. But I'm going to tell you guys that if the universe is expanding, which it is, we know the universe is expanding, right, is in, in terms of space, then it takes longer for the earth to revolve around the sun today than it did a billion years ago because there's more space to cover. Time 
is arbitrary. It's relative to the space. It's relative to the distance. It took more minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, and decades and centuries for all these cyclical events to occur recently than it did in the year 2015, when a day is not a day, when a year is not a year. Our new, highly sophisticated timing instruments now record this time discrepancy, and every year clocks around the world are adjusted to accommodate a universe that won't sit still, a universe in motion, movement. Einstein theorized that if it wasn't time which is moving, but he who was moving through space at a given rate, all he had to do was change the amount of space between objects or change the rate of speed with which he moved through space from one object to another in order to alter time. This was his general theory of relativity, which expanded our modern day understanding of the correlation between time and space. And it is totally correlated, brothers. It's a complete correlate. It is, there's no causal relationship between time and space because time is a mental construct. And now we may begin to understand why when we make a long journey, if we make a long journey through space and return, we may have only aged 10 years while our friends and family on earth will have aged much more, say 30 years. If you guys have ever seen the movie Interstellar, they do a very good job of explaining this. Maybe not explaining it, but they do a very good job of demonstrating it. When you know Matthew McConaughey's character goes to a planet of water, and then when they come back to the planet, even though they were only there for a few minutes, when they get back, their peer on the spaceship up in space has aged like 50 years. The further we go, the more we will warp the space-time continuum, and the less our chances when we land on finding alive on Earth anyone who was there when we left. Because that's how space works. That's how our distance works. Time only exists in our mind. If scientists on Earth in some future time developed a way to propel themselves faster, if we could somehow move faster, then we could cheat the universe and stay in sync with real time on Earth, returning to find that the same time has passed on Earth as has passed on our spaceship in the cosmos. And obviously, even if more propulsion were available, one could return to Earth before we took off. That is mathematically correct. We could mathematically prove that, that if we had enough speed, we could leave the Earth at such a rate, travel around the cosmos, and return to observe our actual takeoff. That is to say that time on Earth would pass more slowly than time in our spaceship, in the cosmos. We could come back in 10 years that we spend in the cosmos, and on Earth, we would have aged only four, right? Increase the speed, and 10 years might seem like 10 minutes. Now, when we come across a fold in the space, in the fabric of space, it was, again, it was Einstein and others who believed that such folds exist, and you know they were correct. We've measured these. We've seen these. And you are suddenly propelled across space in one infinitesimal moment. There could be a space-time phenomenon literally flinging us back into time. It should not be quite as difficult to now see that time does not exist except as a construct of our mentality, except as a construct in our mind. Everything that's ever happened and is going to happen is happening right now. We only experience the movement of minutes because we've measured the minutes through a matter of distance and speed. The ability to observe it merely depends on our point of view of our place in space. And when we take our place in space as who we really are, we see everything right now. All things happening right now. 
Now, here's what usually happens when I begin to explain this to students in the academy or maybe even the students in the tribe. It definitely comes to students in the tribe because in the tribe, we go much deeper. In the academy, we tend to stay with cognitive mastery, emotional ownership. So I really get into more of these deeper teachings in the tribe. A common question that comes up is that, well, if that's true, right? If everything has already happened, then it must be that we're powerless to change our future. In other words, there's some kind of predestination or some kind of determinism happening. And I want to offer you guys immediately that if that's what you're thinking, that that is not the case. That is not true. This mental construct, this setup is to serve you, not to disserve you. Brothers, you are always in a place of free will and total choice. You are always able to see into the future or get others to do it for you. And that will enhance your ability to live the life you want not limit it. If you see a future event or experience you do not like, you change it. You simply don't choose it. You choose again. You select something else. Change or alter your behavior so as to avoid the undesired outcome. Because it has not happened for you yet. Brothers, you are in a place in the space-time continuum where you are not consciously aware of the occurrence. You do not know that it has happened. You have not remembered your future. And here we come back to remembering. Once you remember, you remember everything all at once. You remember the past and the future because they are mental constructs. And the past and the future are here now. This forgetfulness is actually the secret of all time. It is what makes it possible for us to play the great game of life. What you do not know is not so. So if you can't remember, then it is not known to you. Since you do not remember your future, it has not happened to you yet. A thing happens only when it is experienced. A thing is experienced only when it is known. You can know your future, which then you begin to experience and live it, which is what I'm going to get into in the meditative practice on the next podcast. Let's say you've been blessed with a brief glimpse, a split second knowing of your future. Just a split second, brothers. Like It's like deja vu, kind of like comes to you in your mind, an inspiration. It's like, oh, I see myself, right? Like maybe it was during a meditative practice. Maybe it was during an encounter with plant medicine. Maybe it just occurred to you. It just happened. What's happening is that your spirit, your alpha state, your soul, the non-physical part of you has simply sped to another place on the space-time continuum, sped up to the now and brought back some residual energy, some faint glimpse of knowing, some images or impressions of that moment or event. Now, again, it's all happening now, which is why it's accessible to you now. It's not happening in the future where the construct, the mind, the mental construct of what the future means is unaccessible because it's out there. It's not a part of us. It's, it's, it's out in time, but it's actually not out in time. It's here in space available to you now. These occurrences, these you can feel, or sometimes another who has developed a metaphysical gift can feel or see these images and energies that are swirling about you, swirling around you. If you don't like what you sense about your future, you just step away from that. You step away from it by making another choice. In that, inch, in, in that instant that it comes to you, you change your experience and every one of you breathes a sigh of belief. Every one of you. Now, what do I mean by every one of you, right? Every one of you. You must know you exist at every level of the space-time continuum simultaneously. That is your alpha state, your spirit, your soul always was, always is, and always will be, world without end. Of course, you exist everywhere. 
at all times because that past and the future do not exist, as I've just explained to you. But using those words, you have been using them. There is only one of you, but you are much larger than you think. So you may be asking, like, is it possible to change the future? It's not possible to change the future. It's simply possible to create the future by knowing what's happening in the moment. So when the you that exists now changes something that you don't like about your future, then the you that exists in the future no longer has a part of that experience because the whole trajectory changes. Now, the whole trajectory changes, but you never lose the experience that you've given yourself. You're just relieved and happy that you don't have to go through that, even though that you have gone through that because you've gone through everything in all places at all times. So first, by changing what the you in front of you experienced, then the you behind you may never have to experience it. It is by this device that your soul evolves. In the same way, the future you got help from, his own future self, because that's helping you avoid what he did not. Brothers, you are a alpha being. You are a spiritual being. You are capable of more than one experience at the same time and able to divide yourself into as many different selves as you choose. You can live the same life over and over again in different ways. And you can also live different lives at different times on the continuum. And therefore, all the while you are being you, here and now, you can also be and have been other selves in other times and places. Here's what I want you to know, brother. You are the universe. You have no limitations. I know you feel like you have limitations. I get that because you are in a cellular vehicle and you feel confined, imprisoned, by the conditioned thoughts, but a part of you is choosing to know yourself as your presently experienced identity, and this is by far not the limit of your being, although I know that you think that it is. You are using all of life, all of many lives, to be and decide who you really are, to choose and to create who you really are, to experience and to fulfill your current idea about yourself. You are in an eternal moment of self-creation and self-fulfillment through the process of self-expression. You're so powerful, you have drawn the people, events, and circumstances to your life as tools with which to fashion, to create, to manifest the greatest version of the greatest vision you've ever had about yourself. And this process of creation and recreation is ongoing, never-ending, and multi-layered. It is all happening right now. And on many, many levels in our linear reality, <laughs> right? And I know I kind of say that a little condescendingly. In our linear reality, we see the experience as one of past, present, and future, right? We kind of look at it behind us, in front of us, and in the future, right? In the beyond. You imagine yourself to have one life, or perhaps many, but surely only one at a time, right? Here you are. It's just you, one at this time, as you can only experience one thing. But what if there were no time? Then you'd be having all your lives at once. And you are. Everything is accessible to you. You are living this life, your presently realized life, in your past, your present, your future, all at once. Have you ever had a strange feeling about some future event, like some kind of thing that you would call intuition or just a, a knowing so powerful that it made you turn away from it, make a different choice? We sometimes call that a premonition. 
And from a much larger viewpoint, it is simply an awareness you suddenly have of something you've just experienced in your future. You literally experience it in your future and your future self in that now, in that moment, called back and said, hey, this was no fun. Don't do this. Because the future self communicates with the present self because there is no time. It's happening all at once. So this premonition, as we call it, this seeing of the future is actually just seeing the now. And that now is calling back to you saying, don't do this. Choose something else. Now, you are also living other lives. We call past lives right here now as well. Although you experience them as having been in your past, if you experience them at all, that is, if you guys have that. And that is just as well. It would be very difficult for you to play this wonderful game of life if you had full awareness of, of what is going on. If we all knew everything, if we weren't healing from the sickness, from the disease of forgetting, then life would be very different. We would all know everything and there would be no contrast. But even this description offered, even what I'm telling you guys now, cannot give you that. It's a process of remembering. It's a process of awakening. Because if you were to awaken all at once, then the game would be over. That's what happens when we transform into the force, into the spirit. The process depends on the process being complete as it is, including your lack of total awareness at this stage. So bless the process and accept it as the greatest gifts of the great architect of the universe. Embrace the process and move through it with peace and wisdom and joy. Use the process and transform it from something you endure to something you engage with as a tool in the creation of the most magnificent experience of all time, the fulfillment of your true self. Brothers, don't waste the precious moments of this, your present reality, seeking to unveil all of life's secrets. Just remember, remember that you have the power to decide who you are, who you want to be, and then do everything in your power to be that. Use the information here as a framework within your own understanding upon which to place the construction of your greatest ideas. There's nothing that is stopping you from anything. You can choose anything. I know I've heard it all. I've heard, well, I can't because. I can't because I don't have the money. I can't because I have responsibilities. I can't because I have obligations. If an impression comes to you about the future, honor it. If an impression comes to you about a past life, see if it has any use for you. Don't simply ignore it. And most of all, if a way is made known to you to create, if you have found a path for you to be able to create, display, express, and experience your alpha state in evermore of its evolved glory right here, right now, then follow that path. And a path will be made known to you because you have asked. Ask and you will receive. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Your listening to this podcast is an example. It's a sign of your asking because you could not be producing it right now here before your eyes without an open mind, an open heart, and a soul which is ready to know. The same is true for you, whether you've been listening to this podcast from episode one or whether this is the first podcast episode you've ever listened to. You are listening to it now, so you have created it too. How else could you be experiencing it if you were not a part of its creation? Everyone is creating everything now being experienced at the same time. We are all one, which is another way of saying that I am creating everything now being experienced for I am everyone. 
You are everyone. We are all things, all places, at all times, because there is only one time. Everything is perfect. It is all contained in a single truth. There is only one of us. Now, brothers, I know this knowledge may take some time to sink in. However, I want you to remember that I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. It's like waking up with amnesia. It's like the story of Jason Bourne. (laughs) You guys know I'm a bit of a movie guy. It's like the story of Jason Bourne. You are living a life in forgetfulness. We are living an external life. We are living a human experience where we have created so much illusion. We've created so much prison for ourselves. And the purpose here is to kind of undo that. Purpose here is to remember. You are trying to remember who you are. You already know, but you've forgotten. And I am providing you with the information you are seeking, but you don't remember it because you've forgotten who you are and where you come from. It's not your fault. I'm not putting any blame on you. I'm simply saying this as a matter of what we all go through as human beings. It's a part of being a human being. We must forget so that we have the purpose of remembering and experiencing. It will come back if you want it to. You will remember when you are ready. Many humans never seek. Many humans never seek to remember because it's not their time. It's not their time to remember. They will remember in another time. But if you are listening to this podcast, you are seeking, and those who seek will find. Thank you for choosing to remember, brothers. Thank you for choosing this path for your life because your choosing this path aids in the creation of this podcast and has aided in the creation of the process. It's aided in the creation of the academy. It's aided in the creation of the tribe. All of you in the podcast audience, even if I've never spoken to you, if you've never had a consultation call, if you've never been a part of the academy, if you've never been a part of the tribe, all of you are creating this simultaneously with me because we are all one. Next week, I'm going to introduce you to a meditation I use and teach to my students to use for the process of manifestation. Until then, my brothers, I love you and elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.